Welcome to Precure Podcast Engage, the podcast where we try and watch the entire Pretty Cure franchise. I am Charlie, your fairy partner, Chipo. And I am Protector of the Light, Cure Cassidy. And today, to join us for episode 37, first stage performance, Don't Lose, Romeo and Juliet. Also known as Shaking Up Shakespeare. Is a, is our first guest, please. We introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Crash. Glad to be back. Welcome to Hey, Let's Talk About It, a podcast where we get together and we talk about it. This week, it is episode 37 of Precure. Absolutely. Glad to have the gang all back together. Now, you might be thinking when I said our first guest, I did not mean this is the first time we had a guest. I mean, Crash was our first guest on this podcast. Correct. I think it's very funny that the joke that I made will not make sense to anyone who listens to this podcast. <laughs> it's very it's, good. It's, it's a cross-integration promotion for RNGG is really what it is. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe you came on our podcast to promote your podcast. I mean, isn't that what people do when they guest on podcasts? I mean, I feel like that's half of our guests. Yeah. I mean... I just, I just thought that was like good etiquette. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, welcome back, Crash. Uh, I have Thank a question you. for you. Sure. In the meantime, since you first guested on our podcast, and now, have you watched any other rest of Tariwa? <laughs> I'm sorry, but no. <laughs> No, this is good. This is what we expect from our guests. Okay, to be fair, I have had, like, the year from hell, Mm -hmm. like, since I guessed it on this show. So, like, I'm cutting myself slack because I've had a lot on my plate. (laughs) That's very fair. I mean, also 2020 is just, like, the year from hell on top of everything else that I'm, like, dealing with in my personal life. Also true. I was curious because we there's a whole new slew of bad guys, and now there's a baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, what are what are these bad guys? And then I have a note about one of them later. <laughs> uh, Crash, I have an important question. What are your thoughts on the baby? The baby is cute. I don't mm. know if I have any other feelings about it other than thumbs up. It's baby. I love the baby. Oh, it's so good. Cute. I, yeah, there's some really like cute moments between like the the precure and the uh the fairies like talking to Poland. It's just like all oh, that's a baby. Yep, he is a baby. With the power of all seven Chaos Emeralds. <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess we should sort of bring you up to speed on what the concept of the show is right now. Yes. Um, so they beat the bad guys that you were familiar with. Okay. Um, but when they did, the dark dude released three seeds out into the world. Okay. Um, and those three seeds became the three bad guys that we see now. They, like, took over some humans, or whatever. Yeah, one of them looks like anime Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, that's the Tallman. 
Yeah. I don't remember his real name. It's Juna. Okay. Um, and they are trying to get the seven... They're trying to get the crystals that I can't remember the actual mm-hmm. name of. Um, prism stones, that's what they're called. They want the seven prism stones so they can resurrect the Jaku King. Um, yep. which Or fully restore the Jaku King to power because he has become resurrected already. Okay. Okay. Um, so they took the stone keeper, AKA wisdom. Who's the one who kept hold of the container full of prism stones. Um, Mm. before he got caught, he was like, okay, I'm going to imbue someone with the power of the stones and hopefully it'll be anyone useful. Oh no, it's the baby. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) um, but I think it's a good thing because I think the, the baby has been sort of suggested to have, special abilities that he will grow up to have and i think one of those special yes. abilities is the ability to harness all of the prism stones power without dying that's mm. true uh one gotcha. of it, one of his abilities currently is the power to see the future mm. mm-hmm. although the way he tells people the future is kind of a little confusing because he doesn't come out like he doesn't outright say oh this is gonna happen he's like oh chestnut burrs <laughs> yeah figure or out what like, that means a field of flowers. Mm, okay. Okay. Um, and then he, he he gained the power of being able to give people Fitbits. Yes. He, <laughs> he's also the prince of the field of light. Yeah. Okay. He's, he's the prince of the rainbow dimension. Yes. Mm, that's good to know. We don't know if he's going to turn into a giant man eventually in the future. Like his mother is a giant mm. woman. A giant CG non-animating <laughs> woman. <laughs> Wild. <laughs> so that's basically what's happening. Okay. Yeah, I, I figured we, we we switched over bad guys, but it's good to like know that we have like at least conquered the first set, and we're on like you know uh, the next pair of you know generals or whatever you want to call them. Yeah. So you only got to meet Pissard, right? Well, I watched, so I was on early enough for my first appearance, so I was able to watch everything up to my episode and then my episode. So I watched everything up to to that point, and then, yeah, they, and then they bullied Pissard, and that's really all I, I saw. I was gonna ask how the formal bad guys compared to the newer bad guys, but if you only, uh, remember Pissard... <laughs> Yeah, it's really just like Pissard versus Benedict Cumberbatch, and I don't, I don't know. I think, I think Pissard was a little bit like more interesting than this one. I'll get into it more once we like start covering the episode. But mm-hmm. this guy just like has a fat ass and a weird power set. Yeah, that's pretty much the that's pretty much the situation for all of the bad guys this time around. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say all of them. Yeah, one of them is like a weird old man. A uh, weird old man gets jacked, is what I'll say about the oh, weird old man. Oh no! Yeah, that's I don't, true. I don't know if I can emotionally handle a thick old man. But the woman doesn't get jacked, which is really why not? Oh come no, on. her hair gets jacked instead. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get into this episode. Ah, one more question, actually. Okay. Do you think your favorite pretty cure has changed? Because you originally said cure black. Is it still cure black? Yeah, I, I, I feel like she got to do a lot more in this episode. I feel like it was mostly about like 
her um like struggling with like stage fright and you know memorizing lines and stuff like that and i kind of i don't know i I like the kind of like archetype that she could easily fall into but i feel like she's um she kind of breaks the mold for like my expectations of like sporty jock character and i really like that the the secret about pretty cure or at least fatari wa pretty cure is that uh, based on what the show is about and like the name of it and everything, you would think it is a show that has a sort of a split in its main protagonist. But no, this is a show where Nagisa is the main character. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I am, I'm definitely getting that. And I, I really like, like, Honoka supporting her, you know, like, either literally in combat or, like, you know, in their day-to-day lives. But it is really interesting to see, like, nagisa like grow up and become like more multi-dimensional as a person yes okay let's start with the episode for wheel this time so we start in the classroom where we see some petals fall from a vase and they're saying the names uh romeo nagisa juliet honaka and this is repeated as nagisa is just thinking about last episode how uh, they tried to rescue Wisdom, and they were unsuccessful in rescuing Wisdom. But then we cut to the part of this where uh, they have finished counting all the votes, and this is a vote to determine who's playing what parts, and who could have guessed it, Nagisa is Romeo, and Honoka is Juliet. <laughs> uh, they both seem surprised by this. I I don't know. Yeah, it's it's like they kind of can't. They haven't quite figured out that they're the main characters of the show yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's in some ways it's that like this is a people are voting to see who plays these characters in a play, and neither of these two do stuff like that really. Yeah, yeah. that and also Nagisa is clearly like very distracted thinking about like all of their like magical girl problems that the two of them are dealing with at the moment. And like, you know, her, she's clearly like spaced out as hell. So, you know, hearing your name announced when you're like clearly zoning out is always like surprising. Mm-hmm. I will say, I think it maybe makes sense for Nagisa to become Romeo because as you saw, as you well, she's popular see, with all the girls. Mm-hmm. I was about to say that. If you see later, there's a bunch of girls that are like calling out her name while she's performing. <laughs> well, that was the that's the thing that they told us in the very first episode is that Nagisa is popular with all of the girls. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So they're all they're probably all like, yeah, we gotta get Nagisa into the Romeo part. <laughs> we learned that Shiho is the director of the play, and, and she the- is pumped about being a director. <laughs> Yes, they're so excited. Uh, and the, I don't, I didn't write down their names. Uh, but the two girls that pretended to be Kira White and Kira Black in a past episode are the ones doing the costumes. Yes. That was a cute little flashback when they revealed that later. Yes. So, Naisa is not really excited to uh, be doing this. But uh, Shiho is like super pumped to be the director. She's like, hey, it's gonna go great. Uh, we. <laughs> The next thing we do see is uh, Honoka and Nagisa being put into the uh, costumes, which they're pretty good costumes for Romeo and Juliet. Definitely. Yeah, everybody in the room thinks that Honoka looks cute. Yes, Mm. everyone. Yeah. Um, And I'll say this now on recording. 
uh, so people at home can look it up. I, it's not one for one accurate, but Nagesa's costume makes me think of the main prince character from the frog for whom the bell tolls, <laughs> which is the <laughs> Japanese Game Boy game that never got translated. <laughs> but it popped. Didn't like the prince pop up in like Smash Brothers Brawl? Yeah, like he's in Smash Brothers the Smash Bros. games as an assist trophy. Yeah, he can turn it. into a snake or a frog. <laughs> That's what I know him from. I don't know him from anything, but I will take your word for it. I don't play a lot of Smash. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm curious about. So this is a conversation for RNGG and not here, but um, <laughs> the gameplay of the game seems intriguing, and I, there's a fan translation, so I'm interested in maybe trying it. Oh, <laughs> we keep adding games to our like RNGG stream list. <laughs> They're all good and fun, though. Yeah. Well, just wait until the day you guys do your podcast long enough. You start doing things that are technically related, but not quite. I mean, we had a bonus episode where we talked about games, but we didn't talk about making a game. You already started. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's only a matter of time with me here. I do it to every podcast that I'm on. (laughs) Hey, we at least, like, stayed on general topic for now (laughs) for now (laughs) look it's only because my original plan for what we were going to do that week fell through which would have been completely different (laughs) yeah yeah i mean before we know it the show's going to turn into us hacking tabletop games and board games oh a live podcast of us doing a rom hack yeah (laughs) just journaling us making a rom hack that'd be good all right Sorry to derail this podcast. How could you? No, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I do it every week. You shouldn't be surprised. <laughs> uh, ah, yes, we do get to see to uh, Honoka say to the two girls, uh, I'm not surprised you're so good at making costumes. And they're like, oh, please don't bring up what we did. <laughs> Shiho wants to make some changes to the script. And then she's just like, hey, you're the director. Just go for it. Do whatever you want. You have the power, 12-year-old girl. (laughs) Uh, Meanwhile, in the spooky mansion, they're up to the menacing task of brushing their teeth. Yes, this is so good. (laughs) Right, I'm just like, is this like a a joke? Like Like a weird, like, play on words in Japanese that just, like, doesn't translate or are they just like being silly and menacingly brushing their teeth i think they're just being silly yeah because we first see the uh evil doctor guy uh brushing his teeth and when creepy old man yes creepy old man comes into the room while uh the two others are waiting for him and when he does this the uh sad lady is like hey maybe i should go brush my teeth so she just leaves the room (laughs) to go brush her teeth right (laughs) right Uh, I oh hold on real quick while we're talking about the sad lady. Um, I have been thinking maybe I'll just write a short fanfic about the sad lady and Akane. <laughs> maybe this is my job if no one else will do it. You should, Cassidy. <laughs> I encourage you to write about them. We also get to see the two butlers that came us from the last episode. They're being yelled at by the uh, tall guy, tall man, who's like. I like the. Sorry. Oh, go ahead, sorry. No, you can go ahead. I was just gonna say, I like the design for the butlers. They're cute. Yeah. They are also very Three Stooges. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the tall man's like, yeah, I'm gonna have to report your mistakes to the Jaku King himself. He needs to be kept up to date on everything. And the creepy old man's like, nah, it's fine. He doesn't need to worry about it. I like this is giving me like a sense that maybe creepy old man's not super loyal to the Jaku King, mm-hmm. despite Ooh. everything. That could be true. Yeah. Yeah, he does give a, like, but if you screw up one more time, then, like, I will have to tell the boss. But, like, you you get more, essentially, like, one more chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the sad lady's like, I'm gonna brush my teeth after every meal. <laughs> 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 yep. We also see the students that Kana chain up the birdcage so that, like, he's extra protected. Mm-hmm. But then they cut back to the, uh, classroom and they have put the desk together and put a bunch of chairs up to, uh, be a makeshift balcony as Nagisa and Honoka do the infinite Romeo, Romeo, where art thou? Where art thou? <laughs> Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou, Romeo? Mm. Deny thy father may refuse thy name, then I shall no longer be a Capulet. I don't know. <laughs> and Juliet is the son. <laughs> yes, uh, Nagisa is not good at. Yeah, she's like. She's forgetting her lines. She doesn't have, like, any of the, like, emotion in those lines when she does have them. But also, I'm just like, is this supposed to be, like, the same day? Like, they just did casting today. I feel like it's weird for them to be expected to be, like, off books and, like, have everything, like, perfect now. So time in this one is actually kind of weird because later they'll say, like, oh, it's one week until and then... So I'm I'm getting the impression that every time we cut to the cures, it is like days later. Yeah, yeah, yeah it does give me that impression. But also, like, I couldn't help but to be like, I, I couldn't help but to think about how much time has passed because I'm like, that's not real, not really realistic to expect like that much from somebody on the first day of rehearsal. Yes. Yeah, especially if you're making changes to the script. Mm-hmm. Yeah, time is very unclear in a pretty cure. It's very hard to know when things are happening. Yeah. Because they don't like to tell you. I mean, that's fine. I just, it, it was one of those things that it's like, I couldn't help but to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Shiho wants to be a big name director. Yeah. She wants to go to Hollywood, baby. And so she's going to be making a fighting a Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and she's giving Narsa and tomorrow to learn her lines. Yeah. Um, and so Akane at the, at the food truck is giving them a pep talk. Yeah. Uh, Honoka has a line that says, well, it's, it's different seeing a play and being in it. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, plays are a lot of work. They're, they're a huge collaboration of like several artists coming together. They're no joke. Hmm. <laughs> And sometimes yeah. it's just you may decide in the moment to power slide out onto the stage on your knees while shouting <laughs> your line. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you've referenced that before, Cassidy, but I don't... I don't think I've told the story on the podcast, but I have, in fact, told you about it, I believe. Okay. Because I was like, that sounds... Really, I remember you telling that telling that to me before, but I couldn't remember if it was like just in like a normal conversation or... No, I, I don't think I've told the story of me playing Horatio on the podcast. You could. <laughs> Now's no. your chance. No. <laughs> <laughs> Fair and valid. 
I mean, maybe someday. If you want to know, write in. <laughs> maybe I'll... Okay, here's the deal. If you want to know, write into our email address, which I'm not going to say on the podcast now. If you really want to find the podcast email, you'll have to go back and listen to an old episode. <laughs> Excellent. Yes, so Akani also talks about how, like, how Nagisa is not good when she has to follow a script. She's impulsive. You know, she goes in the moment. Clearly Nagisa needs to take an improv class. Yes. I think Nagisa would be terrible at zip zap zap. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just want to see her do yes and. Uh, poor Nagisa. She's not made to act. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I feel like she does a good job later. <laughs> yeah, there's like a, a moment later where things really turn around. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay, I'll give I'll give her that. But you know, I feel like that specific moment it's a bit different than yeah she she might have had some like lingering precure magic in her well the thing about oh, precure well. magic is that even in their school uniforms they're both amazingly tough yeah <laughs> i think she was just kind of like acting on like oh because th- a lot of the lines they were saying are reminiscent of the lines they say it's pretty curious so i'm like oh she's mm. just following her pretty cure heart <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh um, oh, so yeah, they go back to to rehearsal. Uh, Nagisa has now learned her lines, but is not still not being emotive enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's still like pretty stiff with them. Yeah, she's trying to do a fight scene, and it's just not. She, she's not putting enough passion into what she's doing. Mm. The most important rule of sword fighting is panache. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So after she gets chastised again, we see her back at home. At first, I thought that Poland was jumping up on down on Nagisa, but no, he's just jumping on the bed. <laughs> it, it seemed like something he would do. He would just jump on Nagisa's chest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, also like the way that it cuts from like Poland jumping to like that profile of Nagisa, it definitely like leads you into thinking that too. For sure. Nagisa's having trouble with her lines, so she decides that she's going to uh, cheat and uh, have Poland and Meeple tell her the lines when she forgets them. Oh, using her powers for personal gain. (laughs) There's no sword on here. No one cares. (laughs) Thank God. As a matter of fact, like, I'm pretty sure Meeple would be like, yeah, no, this is all right. That's fine. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he agrees to it, him and Poland. They learn the lines. (laughs) And then it cuts to them teaching the story of Romeo and Juliet to the fairies. And I'm just like, that's, that's very cute. (laughs) Uh, After they finish explaining what happens, Meeple's like, it'll never happen to us, to Miffle. And Meeple's like, not Meeple, Miffle's like, yeah, if the two of them fought Honoka and Aisa, we wouldn't be able to see each other. And Honoka's like, that's not going to happen. Mm. I mean, it has happened in the past, but it's not going to happen. For yeah. real. <laughs> Nysa doesn't look that pleased with what's going on, but she's like, don't worry, I got insurance. A baby's going to tell me my lines. Can Poland even read? <laughs> uh, it's unsure. <laughs> Poland can at least pantomime reading, and that's good enough for the moment. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. Uh, someone else comes into the room. The two uh, costume designers, girls. The fake cures. 
And they're like, hey, your mom and brother are here. And also, that boy is also here. A handsome boy? Look, the only handsome boy in this show is uh, Honoka from the Chestnut episode. Naita <laughs> <laughs> uh, looks very worried about this. Uh, we also learned that some of the armor is missing from the uh, costume area. I feel like there's a word for it, but I can't think of the word. Dressing room. Dressing room. I was like, what is it called? Jessica is what it is called. So when we cut to the crowd of people, we see that Khan is there. Uh, we see that boy and some guy also in the audience. We also see that the teacher, the vice principal, and the principal are all also there. Uh, this the starts... vi- Go ahead. I was just going to say, the, the vice principal sucks. He's annoying. <laughs> yeah, that's a consistent thing anytime he shows up. Pretty yeah. much. Uh, this starts a s- small gag where uh, the uh, vice principal talks about how like he's seen an actual performance of Romeo and Juliet. And he's like, oh, you... It's like, I'm not bragging. And the principal's like, you are bragging. He's like, well, you were there too. He's like, no, I wasn't. I was sick and asleep in my room. And this gets brought up <laughs> every time we cut back to them. He's like, I was asleep in my room. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Sorry, I was trying to find a picture of Honoka from that episode so I could give crash context. <laughs> ah, no worries. I'll keep talking. That's what I'm good at. We also see that the tall man is also here to cause problems mm-hmm. on purpose even <laughs> yes he would be on that uh part of the chart he's here to cause problems on purpose uh i was almost like where is everyone else on that chart but we shouldn't get into it or should we i think um all of the bad guys are in i am here to cause problems on purpose <laughs> that's fair uh what about the pretty cures um they are here to solve problems on purpose um, or on accident? Um, that mm, depends on the episode. I feel like maybe they're like on the line in between the two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Poland's here to do both by accident. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's everyone. Well, anyone that we could, we should put on the chart. I guess, yeah. I mean. Because all the other NPCs, not like, they're not NPCs. <laughs> non-primary characters. Uh, all the other secondary characters. Listen, I play a lot of tabletop games, so my brain's like, yeah, the rest of the people are NPCs. <laughs> For some reason, trying to find a picture from episode 35 is just giving me a lot of pictures of episode 37. That's mm. really weird. I'm getting a lot of good pictures of... Um, Romeo and Juliet, or uh, Nagisa and Honoka, and also our podcast logo. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's incredible. Oh, I can't believe people looking up episodes of Charlie might see our podcast logo and be like, huh, oh, what's that? I mean, anytime I Google a specific episode of Pretty Cure, it shows up our podcast. Ah, mm. well, that's good. I mean, we're the only Pretty Cure podcast out there. We checked. Only currently running per podcast about Pretty Cure that my podcatcher found. Yes. The only current one. 
I feel like there are other magical girl podcasts out there, but none that are specifically about rewatching Pretty Cure mm. that are still running. Because there was that other one. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Pretty Cure. Yeah. Uh, so what's the play? Uh, Nagisa immediately trips when she gets on stage. Uh-huh. Repeatedly. <laughs> she trips again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and then but, a third time. But everyone in the crowd is like, yeah, yeah, Nagisa. They love her, okay? Mm-hmm. And if they don't love her, they're at least viewing it as a comedy. <laughs> yes. Uh, everyone's trying, like, most of the people in the crowd are trying to be, like, supportive. Like, uh, her brother and mother and uh, the teacher. The pr- vice principal's not being very nice about it. But he sucks. Also, yeah, he sucks. Uh, also, Honoka does a really good job of, like, stepping in and, like, you know, like, grabbing Nagisa's hands and, like, initiating their dialogue so like she isn't so nagisa isn't like you know the spotlight of like her fumbling yeah yeah that's like that's like really good acting on on honoka's part yeah honoka is very good mm-hmm. she's there to support nagisa and help her through this yeah and then they start to dance and trip again. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> they bump right into another uh dancing couple mm-hmm we see, honestly, the tall man enter the dressing room. What could that mean? Right. What could it mean? We then get to the balcony scene, and for a minute, it seems like it's going to go well, but Nagsa immediately forgets her line. Uh, and so she crouches down and asks Poland, what's the line? But Poland gets a vision of the future. So instead, he's like, they're coming, Popo. Oh, that's... So that's not re- I think that's not less of a vision of the future and more of like when the other fairies are like I sense a dangerous energy. Yeah. But yeah, same basic concept. Yeah, I didn't I didn't catch that that was supposed to be like Poland reacting to that. I just thought that was supposed to be the next line. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's not because everyone's like, "Oh no, she's messing up." Oh no. But mm. uh it's okay because as she's as someone's trying to give her the line, a bunch of Suzuvara come on stage. Uh, and there's Akena. So they start attacking Nagisa and Honoka. One of them tries to get Honoka and she, like, moves out of the way so it falls off the balcony. And then she, like, jumps on another one. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very good. At first, Nagisa... Uh, sorry. I was gonna say, luckily for them, even in their school uniforms, they're both amazingly tough. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's the most important part of the uh, the intro, if you ask me. It is very important. We see uh, Honoka. We also, like, it's really good see, like, as uh, Nagisa says on the ground, Honoka just, like, shoves two of the suits of armor away to, like, get to Honoka, to get to Nagisa. It's very good. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, uh, it's, they, they also make sure to stay in character as best they can. Yes. Yeah, yeah, like Nagisa picks up one of the metal swords because she was previously fending them off with a wooden sword. And she like she grabs one of the metal swords and they do this like really nice pose back to back of uh Nagisa with the metal sword and Honoka with her hands up like she's about to do some martial arts and it's very, very good. It's the it's the Romeo and Juliet that we deserve, honestly. Yes. Everyone in the crowd, and even Shio, are loving this, because they don't know that mm. this is, like, evil darkness people. 
come to destroy. Yeah, I, I love it when shows can get away with fights like this, where like it's the it's clear that the main cast is like actually having to fight, but everyone just thinks it's a play fight, and they're just eating up. They think it's the best thing ever. Yes, the Polans, not the Polans, the Meeples, uh, the Meepos say, you gotta transform, and they're like, no, we can't transform in front of the crowd. Mm-hmm. But then, the evil tall man, Juna, appears. Mm-hmm. I really like his demon form. I was like, he's like, beefy. So here's the thing about the tall man's demon form, is that when he first shows up, he spends a good half the episode just floating in the sky screaming. Yes. <laughs> As his muscles bulge and pulse, it's very unsettling. I also just like that his his power is just like strong wind. Like that's all he does in this episode is just like aggressively blow some air at the girls. <laughs> so a uh, storm. Yeah, his power is all of his power is storms, except d- not including lightning. Yes. Yeah. Because that's that's a different one. Yes. Uh, and the evil lady has the power of, of a volcano. Mmm. You know, you- but can they can they put their powers together to make a fire tornado, though? That would be really we cool. We haven't seen anything like that yet, but who could say? Mm. Yeah. It could happen in the future. Uh, <laughs> after he, like, he, it looks like he, like, makes, like, a baseball of wind and, like, throws it at them to knock them back. Mm-hmm. And they get launched off of the stage, so that way they can transform behind the curtain. Yes. Yeah, yeah, they're they're perfectly like behind the curtain, so they're like, okay, since you pushed us back here, it's time to transform. And I always love this transformation sequence; just like, uh, it gets me every time. This was a shortened version of it because we did not see the weird uh, metal part where mm-hmm. uh, they just transform and they're already in their pretty cure outfits. Yeah. I mean, there's so much in this episode. I'm sure they had to, like, cut it down. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, And we get, like, a reaction shot of the audience who are, I'm assuming, seeing a bunch of flashing lights and rainbows coming from just off stage. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's very good. It's amazing. They start fighting Juna. He's like, accept the power of darkness. They're like, no. Give us wisdom back. He's like, no. I need to... uh, We need... The stones exist... For the sake of the darkness, so that we can be eternal, which is not true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's not. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts exists for the power of darkness. <laughs> I know the truth. I know Kingdom Hearts is light. Look, all I'm saying is Precure Black and Precure White should be in the Kingdom Hearts rhythm game. Absolutely. Uh, give us a pretty cure. Cassidy, uh, in the interstitial game, let's go to a pretty cure. (laughs) (laughs) Look, we've been over this. It aired on JetX in, like, a one European region. (laughs) So it's questionable at best. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, we'll discuss it later. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... Uh, so the fight gets taken to the roof. Yes. Because they they launch him through the through the ceiling. Oh no, he, he knocks a hole in the ceiling and goes up there. So mm. that he can summon a storm. Mm. 
Yeah, you get this shot of the principal and the teacher being like, uh, I didn't realize property damage is a part of the play. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's a good part where we cut back to the stage and Poland's just sitting there, like, in the bubble. Mm. Luckily for everyone here, after they defeat Azakena, everything goes back to normal. Yes, that's true. So it's okay to do property damage. It will be fixed by magic. Yeah. Yep. The lesson from every magical girl show. Not every, but don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they're up on the roof and Black, Cure Black is like, we can't run away. We have to fight. He throws another wind ball at them. And this makes Poland sad enough to shout. And he gives them the Fitbits. Yes, except the power of light, Popo. <laughs> and it's Rainbow Storm time. Now, what did you think of this new move base uh, compared to Marble Screw Crash? Okay, so Marble Screw is really cool, but Rainbow Storm Light, I don't know. Rainbow Storm hits a little different. I was just like, after they like they busted out, I was like, they killed him with they killed him with the power of WLW Love. <laughs> I think my favorite part of the new attacks animation is like they they hold their hands out forward like they're going to do marble screw and then they have to like pull their arms back again to like reload the energy and push it forward one more time. Mm-hmm. Yes, they punch a rainbow at the bad guy. I also love that Precure follows the Super Sentai formula where like. All of the gizmos and gadgets are clearly designed to turn into toys to then sell to the kids. Yes. Uh, that was part of uh, Pretty Cure's like, conception, to be mm-hmm. the uh, version of like Super Sentai for little girls. So they got to make sure that they can sell. Yeah, and it's successful because afterwards I was like, that's a really cute prop. I wonder if they sold that. And I was like, yeah, no, duh. Sure enough, they sold that. <laughs> what a cute Fitbit. <laughs> I would use it. It's a Rainbow Prism Fitbit, though. Mm-hmm. But is the Fitbit I buy going to be given to me by a baby prince who's going to scream except the power of lights? You know, I thought about it for exactly five seconds and like, yeah, I would own a a Poland plushie. Yes. Oh. Yeah, I think out of all the fairies from this season, I think I would I would go Poland as well. Yes. Uh. So after he gets blasted away, Honika's like, we're not done yet. We still have the final, the finale. And so they both mm. dramatically throw open doors and they start moving towards each other. I didn't write down the lines, but it's very good. It's very dramatic. And Oxide at one point is like, oh, we still have something to protect. And Honoka's like, pull yourself together, Romeo. Naita, like, falls to the ground, like, starts crawling up onto the stage. And, like, as they reach for each other's hands, it's like, just a little bit of power. Since we join forces, I'm sure we can. And there's a bright future ahead of them. I'm actually watching the episode right now, so I'm just reading lines from it. <laughs> I, I, I like how, yeah, I'm doing the same. I like how also, like, whoever is working tech on this production, like, is on top of it. Because I don't know if this is in the script or not, but, like, whoever is manning the spotlight just was like, okay, I know where I need to turn it. Pop, turn it right on Nagisa, you know, falling on the ground so the audience know ex- exactly where she is. <laughs> and we can highlight the drama of all of this finale. Shout out to the tech crew. I mean, always shout out to the tech crew there, the unsung heroes of theater. Mm-hmm. I also want to do a shout out to Nagisa for making a full acting recovery. Yes. Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah, it's it's a wonderful idea. Like or it's a, a wonderful execution. And we end they end it by embracing and it's very good. Yeah. I refuse to believe that teenage girls would remove the kiss. <laughs> <laughs> I mean Yeah. Okay, that's fair, but I will also say I mean, was there originally a kiss in the rewritten script? Maybe not in the rewritten script. I'm saying, like, I, I refuse to believe that Shiho would have taken the kiss out. Ah, mm, yeah. You yeah. know what? I, that's fair. But the show's not going to let us watch them kiss. Because there's only been one kiss in Pony Care. Not in this season. Mm, it's that's technically, a shame. It's technically in a movie. Look, we don't need to talk about the the category three. <laughs> Let's no wait. Okay, so there's another kiss, and it's actually between two pretty cures, but it's in a manga. Okay. Uh, it's between. I think it's the. I don't quote me on this. And if some, if you're listening out there and you know which pretty cure it is, and I get it wrong, you can just tell me. Just tell me. You just set, send it to the. Uh, Precure Twitter or send it to my Twitter. But I believe it's the two characters from the uh, witch one. Mm. Because there's a there's the two of them and then their uh, fairy partner becomes a pretty cure later on. So I think it's the two of them in the manga for that series. They kiss at the end. Oh, Yeah. Good. So there's two kisses in pretty cure. One of them is great. One of them, let's not talk about it. Hey, let's not talk about it. <laughs> yes, but there's no kiss and there should have been. It have been very dramatic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that boy shows up to the dressing room. Yes. <laughs> uh, and he invites them to the boys' festival, the festival over in the boys' division of the school. Mm. And I'm sure that will come up later. Not next episode, because next episode's a different episode. Uh, but I'm sure we will see an episode of them at the festival in the boys' division. Gosh, school festivals seem like such a fun idea. Yeah, it was the basis for an entire Persona spinoff game. <laughs> that's Yeah, that's true. So after he leaves, the uh, fairies start teasing Nagsa about her crush, and she starts chasing them around the room. And th- uh, that's it. That's the episode. We stand up by disaster. Yes. <laughs> uh... So next time, it's a Ryota episode. Yeah, it's Baby's Day Out, except this time it's not the baby, it's just some kid. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, so that will be interesting to see. Let's see. We'll see how well Ryota does delivering something. I am interested in the fact that it is Ryota's doing a thing and the pretty cares are just sort of like from a distance making sure nothing goes wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Nagisa, you gotta protect your little brother. And she did have to fight that shark, man. Yes, that's true. But I, th- I, I believe we're getting Regine next time. The uh, sadly, because she was in the preview as her mm, evil yeah. self. So that's it. That's that's a pretty here. Mm-hmm. That's like yeah. a whole metric pretty here. Yes. It was a pretty fun episode. <laughs> yes. Thank you for coming back, Crash. No problem. It was a blast. Yeah. Uh, it's time for plugs. Alright, uh, if you want to tell me if I got the right Pretty Cure season right or not, or you want to come guest on the show, or what have you, you can send us a message at Prepod Engage. And if you want to talk to me, Charlie, you can find me at Magical underscore Pride, where I 
talk about things. I don't know. I never, I, I don't do stuff. I mean, I do stuff, but it's never like a specific stuff. <laughs> uh, if you want to hear more of my voice, you can go listen to Otherware at Otherpod, a mask actual play podcast where I play Phantom the Nomad. We just had our third episode. Uh, so that's not third, our fourth episode. I know how many episodes are out, I promise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that fourth episode introduced our last and final member of the main team. So that's exciting. Nice. And if you want to hear more of what I'm doing, you can go follow Love Court Gaming on Twitter, uh, which will be eventually out sometime. Maybe it'll already be out by the time you listen to this. I can't tell the future. I'm not Poland. Uh, and that's it for me. Take it away, Crash. Cr- crash, go. Oh, um, I'm on Twitter at CrashingWaves14. I'm also on Twitch at that same handle. Uh, give me a follow. I also do a podcast called RNGG that's on Twitter at RNGGCast where Cassidy and I randomly determine uh, a video game concept and then we talk about it for 45 minutes. It's good and you should listen to it. Mm. Cassidy, what about you? Agree. You can find me in my de- You can find me in my bed taking a fucking nap. Um, or on Twitter at Madlobotanist. That's M-A-D-L-O-B-O-T-A-N-I-S-T. Um, I also do another podcast that's not the one that was just mentioned, which is called Kids and Their Dog, which is a Scooby-Doo movie review and recap podcast, which you can find over at Kids and Their Dog on Twitter. Um, and also I'm on Apex City Cast. For the Silver Age part of the Hindsight 2020, Hindsight 2020 campaign, um, it's almost oh, by the time this is out, that last episode will be out of the Silver Age. Oh wow! So uh, go listen to that; it's my favorite part. And also just yes. listen to the rest of that podcast because it's generally pretty good. Yeah, uh, we love Apex City here on this podcast, and also in two months. After future, it's the Bronze Age, and you'll get to hear my voice as a cool character. Uh, but that's it, right? There's no other plugs. Um, it's all I had. Yeah, I can't think of anything. Yes. So until next time. Oh, 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 here's one. I don't know when it'll come out in relation to this, but I was on Tanner and Christina's podcast about Glee, losers like me. Um, I don't remember what their Twitter handle is, but just look for Losers Like Me. It's a Glee podcast. Um, I'm on an episode of it, and I didn't watch any of Glee before or after that one episode. (laughs) (laughs) That show is a lot. It is, like, way too much for me. I I used to watch it when I was on TV, and even I can admit that it was a lot. I knew people who were really obsessed with it in high school, but I never watched it myself. Uh, and I did not want to. But I will be on that podcast eventually, too. So I'm going to have to watch my first Glee episode. <laughs> and that should be a treat. All right. Also, you know what? Fuck it. The three of us are here. Go listen to our, the podcast we all three did previously together and may do again in the future in some form. We are we are threatening to get the gang back together. <laughs> Go listen to Hey Let's Talk About It, a Hey Let's Talk cast. We have some episodes out still, so go listen to those. I mean, also the first few episodes of RNGG went up on that feed, so if you liked Hey Let's Talk About It, then you should 
then that'll feed in right into the first couple of episodes of RNGG, and then you'll just be hooked on our content. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Uh, and I have made some progress editing the last missing episode of Hey, Let's Talk About It. So, <laughs> look. <laughs> the mega cast. It'll happen. Uh, it takes us a full 45. Or t- oh, it takes us like an hour and 20 minutes to start talking about the subject of that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh god that, that, that podcast was a little bit too ambitious for its own good but it was fun it was a blast i still love the five episodes we did uh yeah. no the one that i'm editing four? is episode four okay. yeah maybe it feels like five because they all went very 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 long yes they did. five star podcast five star runtime yep all right, I think that's it. I think that's everything we have to say, except for the last part. So until next time, we need your help, Nepo. What the hell was our outro for Hey, Let's Talk About It? I don't remember. I don't, did we have one? I thought I we did. I swear we did. I swear we came up with one eventually. I swear. I'm pretty sure we did. And that's the end of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> So they both like. Oh no, burst. you have completely disappeared from the audio for me. Oh no, can you hear me? Yeah, you came back. You just like glitched out and disappeared for a moment. Oh no. Yeah. I went to the ghost zone. I'm sorry. Uh, now is you... not the time to go ghost. I'm sorry. I couldn't <laughs> help myself. <laughs>